Welcome to a Holy Mess podcast. All right, my friends, we all know life can be so difficult and painful at times, especially when we're carrying grief or loss or wrestling with shame about our past, anxiety about our future, or frankly, like we are just not enough. But there has to be so much more for us. There is hope and joy, peace, love, fun, purpose, and a reason that you, my friend, are on this planet. Let's partner with God so you can be who he created you to be as you wrestle through and trudge through your mess. Hi, I'm Danny, a recovering alcoholic, a mom, a wife, a mentor, and dust. We are only here for a moment. Let's live like it. I'm just like you. I'm a holy mess most days. Actually, every day. Let's have some fun and laugh while trudging through our mess. This stuff doesn't need to be dry and boring. Let's dig in. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. You guys, today we are diving into a little bit about meditation and a little bit about prayer. And before we dive in, I want to say whenever we're talking about spiritual practices or things that can help us connect with God or find more hope or more more peace or more joy and all of that stuff, our tendency as a human, at least as a Christian human who carries any guilt, especially if you are, I don't know, I grew up Catholic, so I don't know, I can blame it on my Catholic guilt roots, but I tend to shame myself like, oh my gosh, there's just one more thing I should be doing, or I could be doing to help myself and I'm not doing it, or I need to do it better and, and all of that stuff. And so this is just one of those times where I just want to say, time out and give yourself some grace. These are just tools and tips and tactics to be able to encounter God, encounter his love, encounter his grace, and to hopefully walk with a little bit more peace. And so if there's one thing that I continually want to just impart in you guys is you do not have to shame yourself. You do not have to throw all the shouldas, wouldas, couldas all over yourself. I feel like the world does that. And, you know, we... We are all doing the best we can with what we have. And so anyways, okay, let's dive into the material. No shame if you are not into meditation. No shame if you're not even really into prayer. I just wanted to share my heart and three secrets to improve your prayer life and how to hear from God as well as dig into meditation. So first and foremost, is, isn't is meditation new age? Absolutely. And absolutely not. (laughs) So yes, absolutely. Meditation is huge in the new age movement. What I am talking about today is biblical meditation. And let me tell you, meditation is absolutely biblical. The first time it's mentioned is in Genesis 24, where Isaac goes out into the fields to meditate, right? And then it's talked about in the Psalms. And I guarantee you that Jesus meditated, right? So meditation is this amazing way to still our hearts and minds and to encounter God's love and grace. Let me talk about biblical meditation, and then I'm going to talk about the benefits of meditation, and then we'll get into the prayer stuff. So biblical meditation is a great way to internalize the truth of God's word, the truth of who you are, and to literally help it seep into our hearts and our minds. Now, let me just talk about if you have anxiety, if you struggle with depression, if you have ADHD, don't count yourself out that, oh, it won't work for me because I have to sit on a mat for 20 minutes or 30 minutes and I can't do that. I can't sit still. You can literally do a biblical meditation in 30 seconds, okay? I literally did, I did a two-minute biblical meditation about two hours ago. And I'll tell you what, I got hit. My blood pressure went raging through the roof. I got hit with this charge. 
and I was way overcharged for something. And I sent an email. The guy graciously responded nicely back to me, which was super helpful. But in the meantime, I, I could tell my blood pressure went up and I was super anxious. I was angry. All of these things were triggered in me, right? So I immediately went into this like breathing meditation. And so I surrendered it to God. And then I just sat myself down and I did this breath work. So following the breath is so powerful, right? Because when we're struggling with anxiety or, you know, when we're struggling emotionally at all, we're way outside of ourselves, right? So the way to find yourself and to actually hear from God is to bring, bring it back to the breath. So one of the things that I have done and that I've practiced for the last like eight years now, and I'm not perfect at it, but I love it. And it really has moved the needle and helped me in my life, especially when anxiety hits, is I do this uh, breathing exercise. So I picture a light about 12 inches outside of myself and I close my eyes and I take a deep breath in and I picture the light coming in and then I hold the light in my heart and I picture that light as like God's grace and his compassion and his love. And then I breathe out, right? And so I follow the breath. I do that for about two or three breaths just to calm myself down. And I always follow the light. That symbol to me is the power of the Holy Spirit, but you know, you can make the symbol be whatever you want it to be for that breath, right? In Genesis, God breathed breath into Adam. And so, you know, there's life in in God's breath. And so there's life in your breath. Then I go into this breathing meditation and I've talked about it before on the podcast, but guys, it's so powerful. I use this phrase and it's super powerful, but it's Abba, I belong to you. And I breathe in as I follow the light and I say Abba and I hold it for about four seconds. And then I breathe out. And as I'm breathing out, I say, I belong to you. And I just breathe in Abba and I hold it. And I breathe out, I belong to you. You guys, it centers us. And yes, does my mind wander? Absolutely. But this is one of those times where we can actively take captive our thoughts. You know that scripture, take your thoughts captive and make it obedient to Christ, right? This is one of those times in life through meditation that we can practice taking our thoughts captive. We can capture them. Then we can bring it right back to the breath, right? So we don't condemn ourselves. We don't beat ourselves up if our mind is wandering, right? This is what meditation is all about. It's about becoming more gracious to ourselves and encountering God's spirit and his love and his grace. And so, and the breath work is so powerful. And so I, you know, again, I just say, Abba, I breathe in, I hold it. And then I breathe out, I belong to you. And all of this is going on inside my head, right? So I'm not saying it out loud, although you could, but one of the things that I also do is I put light music in my ears if I have a couple more minutes because I get distracted with noises outside of me, right? And I get distracted with noises inside of me, but I can't be contending with both, <laughs> okay? I have a squirrel brain. So part of my uh, practice is to put light music in my ears and then do this breathing meditation. You guys, it is a game changer. It lowers my blood pressure. It helps me in so many ways. So meditation It's so helpful for those of us with anxiety or depression, any emotional issues, just our overall health. You know, there's so many studies talking about the benefits of meditation. And I'm going to link some studies in the show notes for you, but it helps relieve stress and and all of that. It also helps us uh, strengthen our self-awareness. You guys, 
we have to become more and more self-aware because when we're reacting, sometimes things happen. Sometimes we get angry and we don't even know why, right? Where if we can still our hearts, still our minds, ask the Lord, do a meditation. Why did I get so angry? Why did I have this outburst kind of thing? It begins, we can begin to change the things in us or begin to find God's grace and pray about those things so that those things can, you know, we can work those things out, right? And deal with the root issue of what's going on, right? It helps with attention span. It's it's one of the number one ways to help people who have ADHD. And I don't want to brag, but kind of an expert on ADHD, at least my own ADHD, right? Everybody's is a little bit different people who have it, but ADHD can be, it's like wrestling a bear sometimes in our brains, but meditation is one of the tools that helps. And you guys, it takes time. It's a practice, it's gradual, but I'm telling you, it really does move the needle. It helps us deal with chronic pain or chronic issues. It helps with sleep. And it just helps us still our hearts and minds so we can hear from God. I heard it said earlier this week by psychologist Dr. Richard Blackman that chronic anxiety fills the space where we hear from God. I'm going to say it again. Chronic anxiety fills the space where we hear from God. And you guys, as we begin a meditation practice, a breathing practice, being intentional with with these biblical meditations, we begin to be able to hear from God, right? We begin to hear his word in our spirit. We begin to partner with the Holy Spirit and begin to hear things. And so I just wanted to calm everyone's fears that biblical meditation is absolutely the way Jesus intended it to be. And it's amazing and it's powerful. Okay, now prayer. Let's dive into the three secrets to improve your prayer life and hearing from God. My first secret, are you ready? (laughs) It's just do it. (laughs) I stole that slogan from Nike, but literally when I sat down to pray this morning for for these three secrets, I was thinking, you know what? It's just do it. Sometimes we overthink prayer. We overcomplicate it, right? God just wants to encounter us. He just wants to speak to us. He wants to hear us speak to him. And honestly, part of the power of prayer is us aligning ourselves with God and to cry out for his will. And you guys, if you have any blocks in prayer, no condemnation. There have been seasons for, I just came out of a season where I was blocked in prayer and I had to really get curious about why, why was I struggling in my prayer life, right? Like I, you know, I prayed at meals and I prayed over my kids and But to really have an intentional time of prayer, I was really struggling with it. And so I just wanted to encourage you, if you have that same block, become curious, become a student of yourself. You know, maybe you're concerned that maybe God won't really even care to hear your prayers, right? Well, that can be correlated to some authority figure in your childhood or maybe in your life right now where they don't want to hear from you or they're not listening to you. And so we correlate that like, oh, God's not going to listen to us, right? So we surrender our third grade teacher, Mr. Anthony, and say, you know what? He didn't listen to me, but God, you're a great authority figure in my life and you want to hear from me, right? Or a parent that maybe didn't answer us or ignored us, that sort of thing. We can correlate all of these things, even in an unconscious level, actually probably mostly in an unconscious level. And so don't condemn yourself. If you're not like excited to pray, like just ask God, be curious. Why? Why the distance or or why are you not wanting to connect with God in that way, right? And maybe you're disappointed in circumstances. Maybe you blame God for your circumstances. So you kind of are giving him the cold shoulder. Talk to him. He already knows, right? God has really thick skin and we can have these intimate conversations with him, right? And there's a story that Brennan Manning tells and it's beautiful. There was a man who was in hospice. The man shared a story how he had a dead prayer life for many, many years. And toward the end of his life, 
one of his friends shared with him, hey, why don't you put a chair in front of you? And why don't you pray towards that chair? Like pretend Jesus is sitting in that chair. A few days later, the gentleman who was in hospice, his daughter called Brennan and said, hey, my dad had passed away. But the oddest thing, he was resting and leaning forward on this chair. And so it really moved Brennan because this man was so committed to focusing on Jesus in this chair. And he had this robust, amazing prayer life towards the end of his life. And it just, it's such a tangible illustration of do what it takes. Like do, like if you need to picture Jesus in a chair, oh my gosh, put him in front of you in a chair. If you need to hold on to a rock and be like, this is my prayer rock. And when I hold this rock in my hand, I'm going to pray to Jesus, or I'm going to surrender things to Jesus. Like these things all take time. They become good habits. They become practices. The more we do it, the easier it gets and it becomes a routine. And so I just wanted to encourage you just do it. Okay. So that's my number one secret to prayer life. Okay. Number two, if you are really struggling and you don't know what to say, pray scriptures. You know, it's very powerful to pray different scriptures, pray the Psalms. Uh, you literally put your name in different places in the scripture. You put the people that you're praying over, the incidents that you're praying over, the circumstances you're praying over, right? You just begin to pray scripture over these situations, right? The words will come to you as you pray the scripture. And as you literally just repeat the scripture, even out loud, it's very powerful for our brains to hear our prayers. Also, there's a ton of prayers out there that are powerful. We can pray other people's prayers, right? So there's the serenity prayer. That's a huge one, right? If we just begin this practice, say the serenity prayer, there's the, uh, you know, our father prayer, uh, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You guys, last night I went into my kid's room and I prayed that prayer over my kids. And I said, you know, Zachary's father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name in Zachary's life. Your kingdom come in Zachary's life. Your will be done in Zachary's life. Give him today and every day the bread that he needs and provide for him, Father. Forgive his sins. Teach him to seek forgiveness. Teach him to forgive others, right? So you just begin to say these prayers and you input people's names. You guys, it's powerful. And maybe that's all you have the strength for. Maybe you don't even have the words. Pray someone else's prayer. Pray scriptures. It's super, super powerful. Number three, my third secret to improve your prayer life, learn to meditate. You guys, meditation can be absolutely magical. It's not magic, but it really is one of the huge keys into hearing from God. We begin to discern what are lies and what are truths and what we want to hold on to, what beliefs we want to hold on to, and what, what lies are not serving us anymore and letting them go. And you guys, meditation, it can be this dance. It's super powerful. And I just encourage you to start with the breath work, start with something slow and jump in. It's really, really awesome. You guys, I love you. I'm so glad you're here today. If you are interested in diving into and learning more about prayer or meditation or different meditations or different types of prayer and different types of season, that sort of thing, those are two sessions that are in the spiritual intentions framework that just came out as well as 10 other sessions. We're doing a session on community, a session on physical well-being, talking about boundaries, talking about how we're a holistic being, right? We're spirit, 
we have a mind and we have a body and we have to tend to all of them, right? And taking care of our bodies does not mean just, you know, eating vegan and exercising. Although I'm sure that's great and it would help my inflammation in my knees, but you know, it's hard. <laughs> so, but there's so much more we're talking about too. We're talking about do the next right thing, which is an amazing recovery term uh, that just helps us figure out what to do and how to make decisions. If you're ever struggle with confusion, if you're like, I just don't know, if you say that phrase 30 times a day, Maybe the do the next right thing session is just for you to help you figure out what your next right thing is. There's a session on purpose and meaning and how do you find purpose in your suffering and how do you help humanity and how do you become who God created you to be and, and all of that. And there's downloadable worksheets for most of these sessions. We've got a session on music and on worship and on the power of aligning our hearts and just so much more. There's a playlist. There's a, li a link to the vault, which is like hundreds of quotes. Some of my favorite quotes on the planet are in this thing called the vault. Anyways, there's so much more. And if you sign up by March 18th, I want to remind you the one of the bonuses is I'm doing a group coaching session for you. And we're going to break it up into small groups so that everybody gets time to ask questions. We can interact. We can talk about the different sessions and the different spiritual intentions and all of that. So, cause I want to make sure there's time for everybody. So we're going to keep those group sessions kind of small. So anyways, if you're interested in that, the link will be in the show notes, but, or you can go to my website and click on course and there's more info there where you can sign up. Anyways, I love you guys. I hope that you are having a great week. I know guys it's intense. I know the world just seems so intense right now. I just want to encourage you if you need to put up a little boundary with the news for a bit and get your bullet points from a trusted friend instead of watching the news or, you know, going on social media and hearing about it all the time over and over again. I just, I give you permission to put up a little boundary and to obviously pray for the people of Ukraine, pray for the whole situation and, um, you know, but make sure you're taking care of your heart and your mind as you journey through your day because your people need you. God needs you. You are precious. You are wonderful. God has a plan for your life and you are so, so valuable and important. Whether you feel like it or not, don't forget our feelings aren't always the truth and our thoughts are not always the truth either. You don't have to believe everything you think. Okay. All right, guys, let me say a prayer over you. I love you. And uh, in a couple days, I had a conversation with therapist Jim Beebe is dropping and I'm super excited for it. You guys are going to love it. All right. Lord, I thank you for my friend. Lord, I thank you that you are with us. I thank you that you adore us. And I thank you, God, for who you created my friend to be. Would you bless them and fill them with the power of your Holy Spirit this week, Lord? In Jesus name. Amen. Hello, my friend. If this episode blessed you, made you laugh, or triggered you, hey, that's growth, please do me a favor and share this with a friend. And if you feel led, please leave a written review for the show. That really helps us out. Don't forget you are in good company if you're feeling more broken than you'd like to admit. And you are more loved than you can ever imagine. Have a great week. See you next time.